Welcome back to another episode of Mars is Far. My name is Mardika and I'm your host. This week, I'm going to be talking about something that's... I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's with us 24-7. It's extremely mysterious and it's packed with a lot of information and knowledge and, well, I'm going to be talking about the human mind. And this is going to be a multi-part series and this is just part one. I mean, I, I barely covered two subjects and said a few facts here in this episode and it took up almost an hour. So, I mean, I did, I do veer off quite a bit as you guys know, but I am sure you guys are going to enjoy this episode. And so, yeah, here we go. It is where we spend most of our time. The place where we go to escape. Also a place we use to study or to communicate. To know how to act socially. The very reason why you are here right now listening to this today I'm going to be talking about the human mind <laughs> alright I, I wanted to start off as uh, professional sounding you know so maybe if there's some there's some you know scientists out there or something listening to this they're like oh yeah Monica He's a, he's a pleasant fella. I don't know why I gave him, I don't even know what accent that is. But guys, I'm back. I'm relaxed. I've been not, not only meditating for the past 40 minutes, but just been kind of eliminating it all and realizing what's, in front of me, which is a very gray sky, and that's, oh, okay, yeah, so I'm parked in the same alley as I was last week, where I had all those interruptions, and where I was thrown off and stuff, and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to imagine, how couldn't you meditate in an alley, or whatever, well, it's pretty easy, I mean, you just, lock your car and you close your eyes and you're already sitting down and you don't even have to really use the strength to sit up straight because your car seat should keep your back straight and but anyways that's not the focus of today's episode today's episode okay first of all actually get some uh, housekeeping out of the way I wanted to say thank you so much to everybody that reached out to me from last week's episode. I know that I kind of say that each week, but yeah, I just have to say, I just have to say that because the amount of feedback that I've been getting is just, it's amazing. And it's like, it just, it's crazy. I just, 
the amount of people that listen to Mars is Far right now is such a a wide range of people from, I mean, just, it's, it's all over the place, okay, the demographic, and it's just kind of funny, it, in a way, I don't want it to affect how I do things, you know, because subconsciously, or maybe consciously, I'm thinking about how, like, I'm basically, like, I sometimes, I kind of feel like I'm talking to these different people that have reached out to me, and that have said what they enjoy from the podcast, or maybe what they don't like, or how I can improve, or whatever they said, and so it's funny, that's kind of how I feel, it's like, and I'm the type of person that I, like, I'm, I won't really lie, I talk a little different with, like, different people in my life, because, first of all, it's like, Spanish was my native tongue, and so I grew up speaking only that, and then, as soon as I learned English, there was different just friends that I had, or I don't know if it's just music that I listened to, but something made me develop some type of weird, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> I don't, you know, but I, I do tend to get like, I, I tend to talk differently to different people. Like I said, like, yeah, it's just, it, it ranges from very professional to just, I don't know, just kind of hood, you know? And um, I grew up in very rough parts at some points in my life. And I guess I, I guess I could kind of not blame it on that, but associate it to that because... Now I'm trying to think of all the different. And then another thing too that I notice, and not to go too off subject, this is just the intro right here already, and I know that I always kind of drag the intros. Um, but I noticed that whenever I get like obsessed with a show, I kind of start speaking like the, like my favorite character in the show or podcast or whatever I I become kind of obsessed with and it's almost like a phase in my life where I'll kind of talk like them or do things like them and it even got to a point where one time I think I did a little bit of research on it and I forgot what the term is called but it was something like you're like mimicking a celebrity or something something like that like I forget what exactly it was called but yeah it was something like about mimicking how your brain sees something so often so much that it starts to act like it and if any of you guys know what I'm talking about just feel free to send me an email or give me a call if you got my number or something I don't know actually that's another thing a lot of people don't have my number I I got a new number I think like a month or two ago and I forgot to just let everyone know. And yeah, <laughs> it's gotten to a point where I think a lot of people are like, maybe think that I'm ghosting out on them. And 
yeah, I don't know why I didn't do it. I forgot that. I don't know. I don't know. I was just kind of careless. I just started downloading whatever numbers I needed or whatever. And that's it. So it's, or actually, yeah, no. Okay. That, that, that doesn't matter right now. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get into this episode. Guys, this is also, I gotta say, I gotta say this. It's going to be a multi-part episode. And so this would be part one of the human mind, or I'm not sure yet what the title is going to be yet, but it'll be part one of that. I don't know how many parts there's going to, there's, there's going to be. And, but (laughs) all I know is that it's, it's a very, it's a, and I and I've said this a lot in previous episodes, but it's a very complicated subject. Probably the most complicated so far. Because there's just so much to it. And it's so fascinating. It's so full of mystery and yet also a lot of just like information and data that we can pull from and learn from and well, I'm yeah, I'm I'm going to be talking about the human mind and about the brain too and just kind of all about that. And so I thought that I'd narrow it down into uh segments, I guess you could say. But no, it's I'm going to divide it into episodes. I really kind of can't talk right now. At least I got some water next to me, so I won't be worrying about that. But yeah, there's something Let's see, I'm going to take a little drink of water right now. Some smart water. There's something that I can't really pinpoint right now. I have noticed that in these, in the first 10 minutes or whatever of recording an episode, there's just something that I can't really grasp onto and really kind of hold on to and say hey this is dude this is the tone kind of run with this tone yeah but I mean I've said this in the past and I'll say it again you guys can always kind of skip ahead uh, I mean come on guys this isn't the uh, pre this isn't prehistoric times anymore we we can skip ahead to the things we don't like when it comes to listening to audio or watching movies and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe I could have said something important in these past 10 minutes, but I mean, you, you know, you got to do the intros. You got to do the long, I believe in long intros. I believe in having fun for a little bit. It's kind of like when you went to class and, and if you had a cool teacher, then they, they wouldn't really get right to it. They'd kind of They'd crack a joke or two, or they would say what's on their mind a little bit, and then they would kind of get into teaching a bit, because this is all kind of new to me. I'm finally, like, you know, realizing the format of the podcast and kind of how it's going to go, especially after last week's episode, and and so now I kind of have a little better idea. You know, it was fun. It was really fun to do last week's episode. It was probably my favorite episode so far. Other than episode four, the analysis one. And um, I'm not sure if that was episode four or not. But 
yeah, this is episode seven, and and so I'm really I really enjoyed the last last week's kind of way of doing it. So I'm gonna kind of try to follow that one, that same style this week, and I feel like it'll work out. I feel like it's it's a little funner for me, and it's it might be better for you guys too. I don't know because there's even though it's a little still kind of all over the place and and kind of crazy it's it's a little more structured and put together than before it was just basically me rambling me just just talking crazy you know and i'll leave those episodes up there i'll i'll say this i won't ever delete any more mardica episodes or Mars's Far episodes because I kind of regret deleting the pilot. As you see, we start on episode two. There's no episode one. And I'm pretty sure it's just deleted from the face of this earth. I don't think I could get back to it. So it's kind of hard to accept that. But I said, hey, you know what? From now on, no, hey, guy, no more deleting episodes, guy. Okay, so we're going to keep everything here and episode seven we're in the second we're in the toddler stage of this new kind of format that basically consists of having a first part being the random note section and then the more structured note being kind of in the later half of the episode and (laughs) i think it'll usually start with these long intros this is a really long intro right here so but yeah, let's let's get right to it. Well, first of all, I want to say I hope everybody enjoys their day. I hope you're enjoying what you're doing right now. I hope you're having a good time. I hope that you feel good and that you're doing good and that you're sharing love and you're not dwelling in hate and spiteful thoughts and that you continue to proceed to live a healthier, more balanced life and I truly wish the best for every single person out there listening to this. And I hope that you can spread awareness to just being good to other people and just try to not hurt people as much as you can. And by that, I mean, emotionally, mainly, I mean, of course, you know, you don't want to hurt people. Sometimes a joke could be hurtful to someone. That's what I'm talking about right there. Or if you're truly just saying some hateful words, you don't want to hurt someone like that. And the worst case scenario is physical violence. So you definitely don't want to pull out the bat and hit someone. So be nice guys, spread love. I know that I'm preaching to the choir here, but because if you're a Martian, I mean, you're a balanced cat. Yeah, I don't I don't care what they say about you, but you're listening to a philosophical podcast that's just it's all over the place. But you know what? There's a good meaning behind it and there's a good feeling here and the energies are nice and positive and we're we're moving forward and we're loving each other and uh where are the Beatles? This is the uh, imagine Alright, I didn't have to do that. Alright guys, so we're going to start off with random notes. 
Independence Day with like Star Wars or something. I don't know. All right. So the first thing that I had written down here, 21 grams is the weight of the soul. Experimented by Dr. McDougal. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So I forgot that this quick little story. Dr. McDougal, he's um, this doctor from like the 20s i don't know where he's from okay a lot of okay i'm sorry real quick i'll get back to this i promise real fast but another thing that i want to say is that although i do i am covering this podcast is going to kind of revolve around a little bit of learning and a lot of just chatter and kind of nonsense just comments and the, the, I want you guys to feel like, hey, he said a keyword and or he named a person and maybe I should just I should just Google this person and do research on this person myself or this subject, because, you know, at the end of the day, I can't really trust Mardika. I mean, yeah, his podcast is cool, but I can't I can't fully say, OK, this is a fact. Let me Google it and confirm Oh wow! Look, it is it is true. So then he's got more credibility, or man, this is, this is just false. This is it's not true at all. And then so you can call me out on certain things here because I mean I'm not I'm not making any of this stuff up, but or at least the stuff that I have listed as notes. Um, but it's just um. Sometimes I could say it wrong or I could mispronounce something or I can just be even a little off, maybe in dates or I don't know, something. So don't take what I say for a full fact, but take it for a martyr fact. And that just means that it, it, it's pretty real, but you should still research it because you shouldn't ever just believe what you hear. You should kind of take a neutral balanced approach to figuring out what the true answer is so okay anyways this dr mcdougal guy he um when i said 20s i'm not really sure if it was in the 20s but i know that it was a long time ago he wanted to figure out the weight of the human soul or if that was even a thing he so he weighed uh i, I believe seven people and he had this kind of intricate weight system that he had designed or something like that and he had these people lying on the bed uh, knew that they were about to die um and as they died he he took he you know he he evaluated the weight pre and post death and he found that 21 grams seem to be the average weight of the soul. <laughs> and so that was, that makes sense that that's on the random notes. And that was like the first thing there. So, all right. Second thing, let's see. And I don't know if I'll, I'll continue to say what number they are. Know, maybe I'll just keep going. This is, we're still learning here, guys. This is a toddler stage of Mars is far. The peculiar way our brains store memories. 
how you're able to remember things is either through implicit or explicit memories. And explicit being semantic, um, so such as facts, dates, numbers, words, and episodic, personal experiences. And implicit, you know what? I just have a blank thing next to implicit memories. So, I mean, I guess it would be the opposite of that. You see, this would be a perfect time to just write those things down and be like, okay, well, he had a he had a blank spot next to it. So that doesn't even tell me anything. It gives me the name, you know, and it tells me what type of memories we have. So I know that that's one of them, right? I thought, I give, I'm giving you guys a leg up here, okay? Unless you already know it and you're like, man, he's on it. He's This guy's on it. Ooh, ooh, all right. All right. Uh, memories aren't stored in one specific place. Hmm, okay. When you have an experience, sensory information is processed to many different parts of your brain. The sound a music is stored Okay, I read that all wrong. The the sound of a music. <laughs> Alright, so I don't proofread these notes. So sometimes some of these things that I'm reading are just like... Just written as a straight run-on sentence. And there's... <laughs> it, it sounds kind of weird to just... There's so many words in front of me, and I'm like, okay, focusing on this little part right here. All right. Um, so, the, okay, so what I, okay, was a, that was a typo, you see. The sound of music is, st- <laughs> the sound of music is stored in your auditory cortex. The feeling of holding an object is stored in your post. The face of a friend is stored in the fusiform gyrus. A feeling of embarrassment is stored in the amygdala. And we'll kind of go over a little bit more of uh, each of those regions later on in the more structured notes. All right. You can improve memory by living a healthy and active life. That's one thing that I wrote down there because it just, it kept coming up and... I kind of kept seeing it everywhere. So I was just like, okay, if you want a better memory, then we're going to have to eat a little healthier. We're going to have to do a little more work to the body. Put it through a little more strenuous exercise. Um, Let's see. Meditation also helps because meditation improves focus and focus improves memory. Okay, that's... I don't want to repeat what I did last week and um, keep agreeing with these notes that I'm reading here. So I'm going to try to avoid doing that. We're, we're all in this together. We're all, we're all learning here. Okay. <laughs> that, reminded, that reminded me of the South Park teacher. Okay. All right. I get, I get sidetracked quite a bit, but. Sometimes I just like to say the funny things that pop up in my head. All right. Uh, memories can be strengthened by story, which would mean something like 
let's see, let's see, uh, story, place, and emotion are the foundation of some of our strongest memories. So if you wanted to remember something, you just, you have to create some type of imaginary story in your head and kind of put different, uh, like different, dang, I really don't know how to explain that. There's, there's something that I would relate being a native Spanish speaker. No, I can't, I can't say this. Or can I? Yeah, it kind of feels like you're, uh, well, okay. I don't really don't mean to be offensive, but it kind of, it, there's an analogy in my head that it kind of feels like being deaf sometimes because it's like, you know, in your head, you know what you're trying to say, but you just can't formulate the words that represent that thought. There's just, you're just, your brain's like, like just overwork, like, like people are running back and forth through your uh, hallways in the brain. And they're just like, do you know what he's trying to say? Can you help me out? you know, things are beeping, there's, like, alarms going off, supervisors are mad up there, and the ultimate result is, sir, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I I tried so hard, but I, I just can't figure out what, what Marduk is trying to say, because the door to, to that thought that we're trying to make into words, it's just, it's locked. We, we can't find the key to it. You're fired. And then I don't know what happens to that. That, <laughs> that employee up there. Alright. So. So, okay. So, if. Yeah. So, let's say, like, you're trying to remember a few numbers or some words or maybe something important, like an address. Let's say an address. 110 North Wallaby. I don't know where, where's Wallaby from? Is that from Monsters, Inc.? Okay. Uh, so 110 North Wallaby. And let's say you don't have a piece of paper, you don't have your phone on you, but you need to remember that address. So then you would try to place some type of, some type of strong value on each of these things. So 110 North Wallaby. You would try to be like, okay, 110, 110, uh... So if you're a Spanish speaker, 110 looks an awful, an awfully lot like the word yo, double L-O. So you would say, okay, 110, 110, yo. So that means me, yo, me, okay, 110, 110, 110, me, yo. Okay, what's next? North, north, uh, okay, north, um, my, I don't know, the North Pole. So yo, North Pole, me, North Pole, okay. Uh, and then a wallaby. Wallaby, uh, I don't know how, I don't know how to put it in an example. First of all, I'm horrible at examples, and the fact that I'm going this far with one already is, should be alarming to you guys. Let's just say, me, me, North Pole, Wallaby. That should be enough for you to remember. I don't think you can forget Wallaby. So now you're, it's been an hour, and you're trying to remember, oh my god, what's address? Oh, that's right, yo. Uh, 110, okay, uh, uh, North Pole, North, uh, Wallaby, that's right, 110, North Wallaby, and just like that, that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier, 
which led me to drastically veer off into the subject. All right, so the memory palace is basically that. It's creating a visual story that helps you attach something you want to remember to something that will help you remember it. We reconstruct our episodic memories. I don't know why I had that written down, but I did. So, let's see. So now we're kind of going to move on to talking a little bit about mindfulness and how, how can the way you watch your breath change how your brain works. So... First, I had written down here, transcendental meditation. The idea here is to repeat a word or a mantra until you transcend thought entirely. Let me take a drink on that note real quick. Why do water bottles do that, right? And then we have dynamic meditation which is supposed to break old thoughts or patterns. There's also religious meditation, which would be something like prayer. And, um, yeah, so I guess those are kind of the major types of meditations that we have in the world. And meditation was... um, Okay, some of the earliest form of meditation, That's that was the next thing. I was trying to word it a little differently, but I couldn't. And like you guys, like I said last week, in this new format, you guys kind of get the behind the scenes and the official kind of audio all in one because there's no editing over here unless things get too crazy. But there's no editing over here, so that's why you're going to get a little bit of the chatter. You're going to get a little bit of the in-between thoughts. You're going to get the official notes. And that's just how it's going to be, guys. Because you know what? Life isn't perfect. And no one is perfect. And people have flaws. And there's just flaws in the world. So, you know, Marta flaws. That's what we're going to call it. So some of the earliest form of meditation around 500 BC was around 500 BC. The Buddha studied these techniques, but then he added his own spin. He developed a new meditation technique called Sapi Tata. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't think I was going to mispronounce this. Uh, he developed a new meditation technique called Sati Patana. This is the traditional form of mindfulness meditation. One step on the eightfold path to enlightenment. Um, The Buddha taught his followers, the goal isn't to get closer to the divine or empty your mind. It's to just simply pay attention. Sati means attention. Upa means inside. And Tana means to keep. So, to keep your attention inside is basically what Satipatthana means. Most of the time, we don't know where our attention is going. There is always something going on around us. And we're pulled by all kinds of forces around us. And we do stuff that we're just not aware of. 
and I gotta say that's one of the still the biggest things to to get over to learn how to master and learn how to be better at in my life because even though sometimes um uh, everything is just straight everything's perfectly aligned and balanced and then and then just gah you get hit with a curveball and and you just oh no okay what's going on what's going on Two, oh right i'm off balance now and sometimes it's hard to get that balance back because but the more grounded you are in this philosophy and the more that you practice meditation the harder it is to knock you off of that because you're just so so grounded that's just truly the word right there bring awareness to what the mind is actually doing which is a huge thing right there that's that's right there one of the biggest things in my life that has helped me just basically live a happy life is as soon as I'm feeling something bothering me and sometimes it'll drag on for a little bit because I don't I haven't paid any attention I haven't brought any awareness to it but as soon as I'm I stop myself and I say hold on why am I feeling like this what am I really thinking about right now that's causing me to feel bad? And 10, 10 out of 10 times, at least in my experience, there's something that I can pinpoint and say, oh, that's right. This is what you keep worrying about. Okay, yeah, no, you, you stop right now. <laughs> stop right now, Mordica. Because it's not worth putting this much focus on and if it is something that's that's important or life-threatening or anything along that line then yeah then it's you have to come to some type of realization that yeah you need to handle it sooner or later before it gets bigger and if that's out of your reach man i just i know that feeling and and it's really hard to get over that because, yeah, you can, it's just, oh, there's so many, there's so many things that can happen that, that can go against this kind of thought of just bringing awareness to something or to what your mind is worrying about or, or fixating on. Sometimes it could be a really deep and complicated issue. Or subject and I know that it's not as easy as just bringing awareness to it and it going away but if you if you pay more attention to from now on to the things that you worry about then you'll notice that at least half of those things are just so it's just something you can you can come to a to a conclusion right then and there and come to closure with it so and that's that's kind of what the fox and the turtle analogy is in buddhist practice is is that is is when you're 
let's say a turtle and you're walking along your day and you see a fox come about and it it wants to eat you or at least that's what you think it wants well so then you hide in your shell and you're aware that the fox is there but you you don't you don't pay it attention you don't continue to dwell on the the fear that it's going to eat you because you know that now you're inside your shell you're protected and the fox isn't really going to hurt you if you aren't going to let it hurt you <laughs> i probably explained that poorly but if you look up this fox and turtle analogy i'm sure there's some video on youtube or something but yeah it's kind of a, a famous buddhist principle uh, when your mind wanders, it usually means it's time traveling. When that happens, it activates a part of our brain called the default mode network or the DMN. It's what allows us to call up memories or imagine the future. But it also lets us endlessly ruminate about regrets and fears. It's what some Buddhists call the monkey mind. And I talked about the monkey mind on last week's episode, the living in flow. And I keep referencing to previous episodes, but I think I might just do that just because, just so you could know, oh, okay, he talked more about the monkey mind. Maybe let me go listen to that. Because, yeah, just a quick explanation of the monkey mind is, is it being your thoughts. And if you don't have control of your thoughts, the monkey mind is just going to swing from tree, uh, from branch to branch. And I'm sorry, the monkey mind being your mind and thoughts being the branches. And it'll just swing from branch to branch uncontrollably until you tame the monkey mind and you let it know, hey, 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 monkey, hey, monkey, stay, stay right there and just chill. Pick a couple fleas off your brother, whatever you got to do. Take a nap. Just calm down. Okay, we're not going to be swinging up there. We're not going to be doing that today. So that's that. Uh, that noticing of distraction, of noticing that your mind is lost, is so important because it's a moment of awakening. I didn't really know where I was going by that, but I had it written down. So if it means something more to you than, than it does to me at the moment, then, well, that's what we're here for. In that moment when you direct your attention back to your breath, a part of the brain lights up. The dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, one of those brain regions that sets us, sets us primates apart from other animals. Part of the control center that helps us focus. And meditation strengthens its connection to the DMN. And in brain scans of active active meditators, their DMN is less active. This could be the muscle that meditation sessions develop, which is a good thing to know. So the more you can meditate, the less default mode network you have to worry about. So yeah, we don't want to be thinking about the past and the future, guys. It's just, it's draining and it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Live as much as you can in the present. And that's, <laughs> that's 
part. That's some of the best advice that I can give right there. Uh, let's see. Wow. Okay. So I'm, I'm done with the random notes. That was quite a bit of random notes that I had here. Oh, boy. And I have even just as much uh, structured notes. So with these, maybe I'm going to go a little faster on them because I, I can't really explain these that much because at the end of the day they're a little more sophisticated a little more i don't know scientific okay let's see so parts of the brain first of all i'm gonna try to go over some of the parts of the brain i believe i got all the parts in the brain here but like i said i could be wrong so you got your prefrontal cortex and this is the decision the decision part the decision-making part of the brain. That's one word that I kind of have a hard time saying. De deci decision. Is that is that how you say it? Decis decision. <laughs> uh, um, I'm being vulnerable in front of you guys. So, All right. So that's the prefrontal cortex. It is the decision-making part of the brain. I have to throw it out there one more time. Then you got your premotor cortex. The functions of... Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, the functions of the premotor cortex are diverse and not fully understood. So you got that. Auditory cortex is part of the temporal, uh, temporal lobe. I hope I said that right. That processes auditory information in humans and other vertebrates. Performing basic and higher functions in hearing, such as possible relations to language switching. Okay, that's that's it. Uh, then you got your amygdala, the emotional part of the brain. Uh, you also have fusiform gyrus, which is believed to be involved in color processing and the recognition of faces, bodies, and words. Uh, you got the brainstem. It's made up of three components. Each has its own unique structure and functions. Oh, hold on. Uh, together, they help regulate breathing, heart rate, blood pressure, and several other important functions. You also have your hippocampus, which is involved in the formation of new memories and is also associated with learning and emotions. You got your parietal lobe. It processes sensory information it receives from the outside world, mainly relating to touch, taste, and temperature. Uh, you got your occipital lobe, which is your visual processing area of the brain. And then you got your cerebellum, responsible for coordinating voluntary movements such as balance, coordination, and posture. And that's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and honestly, guys, I was pretty blown away when I was just looking these things up and doing a little bit of research because it made me kind of value my brain. I mean, even that much more like to just, I mean, I knew that it's complicated and I'm, and I'm going to get even more into how complicated it is, but I didn't, I didn't exactly imagine it to be this complicated, this diverse and this I, I just couldn't fathom it. Uh, the stuff that I'm seeing, and I mean, some of the stuff that I've shared already with you guys, it's 
it's so just well structured and and well put together and uh, I just can't I can't believe how that how it all comes together you know and and it all yeah all right so the mind finally I should have probably said this at the very beginning the mind is the set of faculties including cognitive aspects such as consciousness imagination perception thinking intelligence judgment language and memory as well as non-cognitive aspects such as emotion and instinct under the scientific scientific physicalist interpretation the mind is produced at least in part by the brain the primary competitors to the physicalist interpretations of the mind are idealism substance dualism and types of property dualism and by some lights eliminative materialism and anomalous monism there is a lengthy tradition in philosophy religion psychology and cognitive science about what constitutes a mind and what are the distinguishing properties wow that's very well put <laughs> all right so whatever its nature it is generally agreed that the mind is that which enables a being to have subjective awareness and intentionality towards our environment i said that kind of wrong enables a being to have subjective awareness and intentionality towards our environment to perceive and respond to stimuli with some kind of agency and to have consciousness including thinking and feeling hmm, okay uh that's pretty important right there okay so i'm gonna name off some important philosophers guys this might take a couple minutes or no actually it'll probably take a minute I might pronounce some of these wrong. I'm going to try my best. So some of the important philosophers of mind and some people that maybe you should look look into are Plato. We're going to be starting with Plato. Uh, Patanjali. You have Descartes. Leibniz. Locke. Berkeley. Hume. Kant, Hegel, Schopenhauer, Cyril, Dennett, uh, Fodor, Nagel, Chalmers, and Putman. <laughs> I know that those are all last names, but they, all these people are pretty recognized and pretty big and just by typing those names you should get something wait did i forget someone else um sart yeah we could say we could throw sart in there um all right so there are three major philosophical schools of thought concerning the answer dualism materialism and idealism Dualism holds that the mind exists independently of the brain. Materialism holds that the mental phenomena are identical to neuronal phenomena. And idealism holds that only mental phenomena exist. The brain is made up of two halves known as cerebral hemispheres. 
Okay, so from here on out, I think it's it's just kind of like just facts or something. Because there's just quite a bit of things here. Uh, like such as your brain stops growing at 25. That's when your prefrontal cortex is fully developed. So if you're not 25 yet, you can look forward to that date. And I know when I turned 25, I was pretty excited because I was like, yay, my prefrontal cortex is fully developed. I, and I that was a serious thought, honestly, on my on my 25th birthday. But then I realized, oh, maybe it needs to be like, you know, halfway into my 25th year. Maybe that's when it fully did. I don't think it's on your birthday, you know, but that's what I thought back then. And as my prefrontal cortex fully developed, I was able to realize, oh, it's it's about midway through your. <laughs> that was. I don't know. OK, so intellectual peaks. Cognitive change is a lifelong process. Some skills like memory and processing speed peak in your mid-20s. Excel at facial recognition and problem solving in your 30s. And then gain emotional control and empathy in your 40s and 50s. Uh, A select few skills like vocabulary take even longer, peaking in your 60s and 70s. Then you got audible sight, which is uh, losing one of your senses may give you some neurological advantages. And we've heard about this before, such as um, superheroes or things like that, where you lose sight and you become, what, what's his name? Um, the dude in the red suit. I forget. I don't, I'm not really that good at knowing the superheroes or whatever but yeah you 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 know you've you've heard that you can your some of your other senses might heighten and that's actually true and a select few uh okay wait hold on uh the human brain excels at adapting to difficult situations this kind of reorganization is called neuroplasticity When someone can't see, the brain automatically searches for an innovative solution. And that was kind of an example. So like what we were talking about, if you can't see, then some other senses are going to be heightened. Hold on, let me drink some water real quick. Man. All right. All right, this is kind of a good one. Even though your brain is only 2% of your weight, it requires about 20% of your body's supply of oxygen. That's more than all your skeletal muscles combined. That's insane. This is also another crazy fact, and you can, you can Google this one. The average person has hundreds of miles of blood vessels inside their head. Researchers don't know how many blood vessels we have in our brain. We do know that the entire body measures up to 100,000 miles. Guys, that's probably the craziest thing I've said on this podcast other than off-world vehicles. I, I, I couldn't believe that. And I had to fact check it and fact check it. Until I just finally believed it. And I'm like, alright. Okay, I guess. 
I guess so. I, I'm I'm not gonna argue with the with the scientists here. Okay. So brain starvation. It's after five to six minutes of no oxygen, you're risking significant brain damage. Uh, let's see. The average person has about 50,000 thoughts a day. And 60 for, 60% of your brain is fat. Uh, let's see. And if you... Okay, so if you... Omega-3 fatty acids facilitate brain development, stive off disease. <laughs> and the, those last four ones were just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's still kind of important to know that, that you have 50,000 thoughts a day. You know, it's kind of big. All right. I, I Honestly, guys, I, time kind of flew, and I didn't realize that it's uh, it's almost an hour already, so uh, that's kind of it for part one. This is part one. This is just grazing at this subject, and we're just barely covering the top portion of it. It's going to be a multi-part. I, however, I don't know if it's... I don't know if next week it'll be part two of, of this, but you're for sure going to see this subject come back because it's probably going to be an ongoing topic just because there's so much to talk about the mind. I mean, I just talked about mainly two different subjects right now, which was kind of memory and a little bit about meditation. And then I just kind of gave some fast facts about it. And that took up this whole time so <laughs> there's still quite a bit to get into so that's what we're here for that's what mars as far is about if you made it to the end you're a true warrior you're a true martian i appreciate the love please leave a five star rating leave a review if you can share it with your friends tell your mother about it talk to your grandma tell her you love her don't tell her about this podcast because she's just, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe she won't like it. But, you know, either but then you got your other grandma and maybe tell her about it. And maybe she'll like it. <laughs> I don't know, guys. It's the end of the day. Um tired, but you know, that's not something that holds me back. Being tired just lets me know that I'm alive and conscious of feelings and you should be too and on that note i'm ending this episode because yeah i think that's it guys i think you guys have heard enough and yeah the, the last part of it was a little you know kind of did you know that you know like it was kind of fact based but i feel like maybe you guys might be interested in that i mean I wrote it down, so it was interesting enough to write down, so it's interesting enough to talk about. How about that? And just like that, guys, we've come to the end of the episode. I don't have any shout-outs other than shout-out to all the love again. And that's it. I wish that everything could come back to normal as far as the situation in this country. But what is normal? right 
I guess not being on lockdown, that's one. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that this country needs to figure out. It's a, it's a young country, I guess you can say, in comparison to some of the more ancient lands. And, again, I'm just going off off subject here, just as usual. And, yeah, all right, guys, that's it. I'm dragging this on now at this point. Hope everybody has a blessed weekend, and if you have any thoughts or comments that you want to share, I have my email is is listed on the bio of the first episode. I think Martifacts is what, or a student of art, I believe. So if you have any comments, any questions, anything you want, maybe uh, want to hear about, maybe in the future, uh, go ahead and send me a message. Send me an email. Like I said, if you got my number, give me a call. If I don't answer, well, I don't know. I'm sorry. All right, guys. I'll see you next week.